0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 243 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today we're going to dive into a topic that I've been talking about for a little while, not too long, but we're going to discuss why it's actually a good thing that Brennan Smith is still a New York Ranger for one more season. There might be some eyebrows that raise when I say that, but I'm going to make my case as to uh, why I think it's good that he's here for just one more year. I don't think we'd want him here for any longer than that, but one more year of Brennan Smith, not necessarily a terrible thing for the New York Rangers. We're also going to get into the latest round of the Rangers prospect report and we're also going to talk about Mika Zibanejad's placement on NHL.com's list of the 20 best centers in the NHL. But let's start with Brennan Smith and more specifically why I think it's a good thing that he's still here for one more season. And look, I will be the first person to admit that this has not been a good deal by the Rangers. Brennan Smith has in no way, shape, or form lived up to his contract, and for the most part, I think he's been a disappointment on the Rangers, but that doesn't mean that he has no value to this team whatsoever. I'm going to get into all that in just a second, but first, I want to kind of present this from a glass-half-empty perspective before we come back and take a look at it from a glass-half-full perspective, because again, this has not been a good signing by the New York Rangers in retrospect. So, for starters, let's go ahead and go back to the beginning. For anyone who needs a refresher on Brandon Smith about how he came to the Rangers or what teams he's played for in his career, what he's done throughout his career, etc., etc., etc. So, Brandon Smith was traded from the Detroit Red Wings to the New York Rangers at the trade deadline in the 2016-2017 season. In exchange, the Red Wings received a third-round pick in 2017 and a second-round pick in 2018 from the Rangers. Now, to me. That does sound slightly steep for Brennan Smith, but I still like the trade when the Rangers made it because at the time, the Rangers were still a contending team. And with draft picks, I mean, yes, they are valuable, but you never know for sure how they're going to turn out. And once you get into the second round, certainly the third round, it does become, I don't want to say a total crapshoot, but there's a lot of third rounders uh, that never make it to the NHL, or even if they do, they don't really do anything of note. So to give up a second round, pick and a third round pick for Brandon Smith. Again, seemed slightly steep, but I still like the trade at the time because Smith was still just 28 years old and he was a proven commodity in the league. And not a perennial all-star or anything like that, but a very solid, uh, very physical defenseman, somebody who could step onto the ice for the Rangers and immediately make them a better team. Somebody who could step into a top four role and just kind of solidify the blue line. And that's exactly what he did in the 18 regular season games that he spent for the Rangers that season. And then he also played in all 12 playoff games as well. For anyone who needs a refresher, that was the season that the Rangers beat the Canadians in six games in the first round, but lost to the Senators in six games in the second round. And, you know, Smith played well throughout that regular season, throughout that postseason run. He picked up four assists in the playoffs. Uh, Overall, I thought he played fairly well with the Rangers. Now, after that season, Smith, when the Rangers acquired him, he was an impending free agent. So I figured the Rangers would probably just let him walk once the season ended. Uh, When this trade occurred at the deadline in the preceding season, I figured he was just a rental. You know, we see a lot of this where teams will trade for somebody at the deadline and they're just basically looking to have him on their team for the next half season that comes up. It's a team that's a contending team and looking to win a Stanley Cup championship and a team that wants to improve its chances of doing that by acquiring somebody who's on a an expiring contract at the trade deadline. That's what the Rangers did with Smith. Again, it wasn't a blockbuster deal, but Brandon Smith was somebody who could step into a top four role and be a solid contributor for the Rangers. And I thought he was in that half season that he spent with the Rangers. But when the season ended, I just figured he'd be on his way. The Rangers would allow him to walk in free agency. He would sign with somebody else and that would be that. Instead, the Rangers and Smith come to an agreement on a four-year extension worth point. $4 million. That seemed very high to me. That just felt like a lot of money to spend on Brennan Smith, and it felt like that money could best be spent elsewhere, either on your own players to keep them from leaving in free agency in future seasons, or to go after free agents from other teams around the league. Be that as it may, in June of 2017, Brennan Smith signs on the dotted line, stays with the Rangers for the next four seasons, and it did not get off to a good start because Smith showed up to the 2017 training camp out of shape, and the Rangers actually ended up putting him on waivers in February of that season. Now, at this point, no hockey team in their right mind is going to claim him off of waivers because when you've got someone who is struggling as much as Smith was that season in 2017, plus he also has a fairly big contract and three and a half seasons left on that contract, nobody would look to add that player to their roster and claim him off waivers. So Obviously, Smith went unclaimed. The Rangers sent him down to the Hartford Wolfpack, And indeed, Brendan Smith goes unclaimed. He's reassigned to the Hartford Wolfpack. Then he gets into a fight with Vinny Letary in practice. He breaks his own hand, ends his own season. So the first year of this four-year contract is an unmitigated disaster. It's already looking like an albatross of a contract. And you know what? After saying all that, though, and just kind of seeing what a terrible start that Brendan Smith got off to in his first of four years on this new contract with the Rangers— you can actually look at where he's at today and feel quite a bit better about it because at least he's not being sent down to the AHL. At least he's not reporting the training camp overweight. At least he's not getting into fights with his teammates. At least... He's kind of carved out a role for himself on the New York Rangers and has played uh, competent hockey. Again, I wouldn't say he's been a plus defenseman for the Rangers over these past few years, but he at least uh, has been serviceable at times for this team. You want more than that when you're giving somebody $4.35 million per season, but again, at least he's played some decent hockey from time to time for this team. And in the playoff series against the Hurricanes, brief though it may have been, I thought Brandon Smith actually played pretty well in that series. He was out there with Jacob Truba for most of it, and I thought both guys stood out in a fairly positive way. You know, the Rangers, they obviously, they got swept in that series. There weren't a whole lot of positives to point to. There weren't too many players that gave you more than you were expecting as a fan, but I think maybe Brendan Smith was one of them, and part of the reason for that is the bar is set pretty low for Brennan Smith, but he played physical in that series. I thought him and Jacob Truba out there together really kind of threw their weight around. Physical play tends to stand out more in the playoffs, and I thought Brennan Smith looked pretty good uh, for the Rangers in that series. Not great, but, you know, solid overall. Uh, But the other thing that I always thought made the Brennan Smith re-signing so strange and and made it such an ill-timed move for the Rangers is that it was less than a year later, February of 2018, when the Rangers sent that letter to the fans announcing that they would be going in a new direction and basically starting a rebuild. That's fine, and I like where this rebuild is right now. I think a lot of you guys are really high on where the Rangers are with this rebuild. It seems to be going uh, in a positive direction. It seems to be a little bit ahead of schedule, quote-unquote, but... If you're going to go into a rebuild, then why would you re-sign Brandon Smith? I mean, think about this. You, you re-sign Brandon Smith to a four-year deal worth $17.4 million, and then eight months later, you announce you're going into a full-fledged rebuild then why re-sign Brennan Smith to begin with? I never understood that. Now, you could argue, you know, Brennan Smith, he was a little bit younger at the time. He was only 28. He could add something to the rebuild. He's somebody that maybe you could kind of build around on the blue line, but I don't know. I mean, I've never seen Brennan Smith as a vital cog in this rebuild. Have any of you seen Brennan Smith as like this must-keep piece to this Ranger rebuild? I don't think so, and I don't think the Rangers do either at this point. I'm sure at the latest, Brennan Smith will be gone after this upcoming season. But the good news is that over the last two seasons, uh, Brandon Smith has never been sent back down to the AHL. He's exclusively played with the Rangers in both seasons. But yes, I do think that his play has definitely left something to be desired overall, especially when you consider that he's making $4.35 million. He is not playing like a $4.35 million defenseman for really any part of this contract. He has not played like that. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural, and I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilt Go is the best workout gel on the market. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does BiltGo work so well? BiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, going to get back to talking about Brent Smith in just a second here. But first, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what's coming up on Locked On New York Rangers for the rest of this week as well as next week and into the future. Uh, I've cast kind of a wide net. I'm looking to get some different guests on the show for you guys, working on a couple of things right now. We'll keep you guys posted there. We're also going to talk about the NHL.com's list of the top 250 fantasy players i know some of you are looking to some of you already have joined the locked on new york rangers fantasy league we still have a couple of spots open you guys can reach out to me if you would like to join the league but nhl.com put together an article of the top 250 fantasy hockey players so we're gonna look at that not necessarily the whole list but certainly at least uh, the rangers who appear on that Gonna let you guys know if i think they're too high or too low And then in our final episode of this week, which is going to happen on Friday, we are going to talk about this week in Ranger history. There's some good things there, and uh, we'll see what else we get into on that day. But back to Brennan Smith. Uh, You might hear everything I just said before the break there and think, okay, so why do you still want Brennan Smith on this team? I'm, I'm working my way to that. So... This past season, Smith transitioned to a fourth line forward for the early portion of the season. The Rangers, they had a little bit of a logjam on the blue line. They wanted to get Liber Hayek out there. Uh, Brady Shea was still on the team. And the Rangers' bottom six forwards were certainly lacking in depth. So they moved Smith from defense up to forward. And I think you have to give Brendan Smith some credit for being willing to do that. He's got a fairly big contract. He's been a defenseman his whole career. He's now 30 years old. It's his ninth season in the NHL spent the first five and a half with Detroit and the most recent three and a half with the Rangers. They want him to move to forward, and he seemingly did it without any issues. Now, you could argue that it was a case of self-preservation. I mean, he may have been told something along the lines of, you know, hey, it's either play forward or don't play at all. You can be a healthy scratch. But even if that is the case, uh, it's good that he switched positions and didn't really make a big deal about it. Uh, you got to believe there's players in this league, especially guys who have been around for as long as Brennan Smith has, who, if they're asked to switch positions, again, at the age of 30— they might not be so keen on the idea. So give Smith some points for being a team-first guy. We talk about how we want the Rangers to have a little bit more snarl, a little bit more edge, a little bit more toughness, a little bit more physicality, uh, to just be overall a more difficult team to play against. That was the big chatter coming out of the short playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. I think Brandon Smith uh at least gives you some of that. All everything I just mentioned, he at least offers a little bit of all of those things. And he's also someone who he'll drop the gloves if he needs to. He'll look to stand up for teammates. So I think you gotta like him for that reason as well. But one of the biggest reasons that I'm happy that Bran Smith is still here for one more season is that I don't really think the Rangers have anyone else to plug in there on opening night. You know, we've talked recently about how the Rangers' top four defensemen in no particular order are Adam Fox, Ryan Linggren, Jacob Truba, Tony D'Angelo. You could put them in any order that you want, but I think pretty much far and away, those are the top four blue liners for the New York Rangers. Now, I think Smith is probably number five, at least for right now. I mean, there's guys that could eclipse him as the season progresses, but going into the season, I think you're looking at him as your fifth best defenseman. As things stand right now, I would definitely put him ahead of Jack Johnson, probably Liber Hayek as well. I think on opening night, You're looking at the obvious four defensemen being suited up, plus Smith and Johnson being active on opening night. Now, if you take Brandon Smith out of the equation, then who goes in? I mean, you could say maybe Liber Hayek. Hayek was a little bit up and down in his time with the Rangers, though, and I think the more likely scenario is that if Hayek does get into the lineup at a certain point, then it's probably going to be Jack Johnson who is coming out of the lineup. You could also maybe uh, toss out Keandre Miller as an option, maybe Anthony Boteto. Batetto came over as a free agent. I do think we see K. Andre Miller at some point next season. I'm not so sure it's going to be on opening night, however. Uh, Tarmo Runanen, he could be another option. The Rangers took him in 2016 in the fourth round of the draft. They seem to be pretty high on him. So, yeah, I mean, there are some options, but I don't want to force anything here because I think last season we saw some ill effects of that. You know, Liber Hayek was kind of just thrown out there. It looked at times—I mean, I don't want to make it sound like he was terrible or anything like that, but it looked at times where maybe he was a little bit in over his head, and I don't think the Rangers want to make that same mistake with somebody like Keandre Miller or somebody like Tarmo Runinen or somebody like Igor Rykov. We'll see what happens as the season progresses. Maybe it gets to a point where guys like Brandon Smith and Jack Johnson basically just play themselves out of the role. I mean, it's at least possible. I don't think that'll happen with Brandon Smith. I think it's more likely to happen with Jack Johnson— But we could eventually see a very natural progression here where guys like Keandre Miller and guys like Tarmo Runin and guys like Igor Rykov, they kill it in the AHL or at least play well in the AHL, make you believe that they're ready to step onto the ice in the NHL. And then just very naturally what happens is, you know, Brennan Smith ends up being a healthy scratch or Jack Johnson ends up being a healthy scratch and you go to even more of a youth movement and guys like Keandre Miller, Tarmo Runin, Igor Rykov, they're suiting up for the Rangers on a night in and night out basis. But again, for opening night, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to just throw rookies out there just for the sake of throwing them out there. Let's let Brandon Smith uh, continue to go out there and do whatever he can to hang on to his starting job. I mean, again, he's going to have to have eyes in the back of his head because if he doesn't play well, he's got to see the writing on the wall. He's got to understand that the Rangers have a lot of young defensemen who could be gunning for his spot. And so you got to figure that Smith is going to be looking to put his best foot forward on a night-in and night-out basis. And again, I see no reason to throw one of those young defensemen onto the ice just for the sake of throwing them out there before they're actually ready for it. Uh, Smith still being in the fold for the Rangers buys them some time. You can let these young defensemen develop and don't force them into the Ranger lineup until you truly believe they are ready. The other reason I'm going to toss out for you guys, it's something we've talked about on this podcast from time to time. Look, I know the Rangers, they want to be a young team right now. Obviously, that's kind of a byproduct of rebuilding is you're going to have a very young team, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have at least a couple of veterans in the locker room, and Brandon Smith gives you that. Again, he's going to be going into his 10th season in the NHL. And this is hard to believe, and it's something that a lot of people might not realize, but believe it or not, Brandon Smith is the fourth longest tenured New York Ranger on the team right now. The only guys that have been there longer than he has are Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, and Pavel Buchnevich. And even with Zibanejad and Buchnevich, they both made their Ranger debut the same season that Brandon Smith was acquired midway through that season. So they have spent the same amount of seasons there, just Mika and Pavel Buchnevich have uh, you know, spent a little more time because they were there right from the start of the season. But he is by far the longest tenured Ranger defenseman, and again, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have a couple of veterans in the room. Another idea I've heard kicked around, you know, a couple people have opined that maybe the Rangers ought to look to trading Brendan Smith, much in the same way that they traded Mark Stahl, basically what you would do, just like you did with Mark Stahl. And if you remember, Mark Stahl was dealt to the Detroit Red Wings along with a second round draft pick, and the Rangers didn't really get anything in return. It was quote-unquote future considerations. But the whole idea there from the Rangers perspective is, all right, let's get rid of Mark Stahl and his big contract, and we'll package him with a second-round draft pick, and that way we can get some cap space and re-sign the guys that we need to re-sign. And that's good, and I think that worked, and I think that made a lot of sense for both teams, the Rangers and the Red Wings. And if you look at what happened since then, the Rangers were able to use that newfound cap space to re-sign a lot of their own impending free agents this season. So that's great. With Brendan Smith, I mean, you could have looked to do the same thing if you were the Rangers, but I don't think it really makes quite as much sense because to do that twice in the same offseason to trade uh, guys who have oversized contracts and also include a draft pick along with them. I'm fine doing that once. I'm fine parting ways with that second-round draft pick. But did you really want to do the same thing with Brennan Smith and maybe – deal away another second round draft pick the following season. I wouldn't want to do that. I don't think you want to go too crazy if you're the Rangers dealing away all these draft picks just to get a little bit of cap space. And as it turns out, I don't think the Rangers really needed the cap space that Brennan Smith was taking up because they were able to re-sign basically everybody that they re-signed. I know we were all upset that Jesper Foss got away. Maybe if the Rangers would have traded Brennan Smith along with a draft pick, they would have been able to re-sign Jesper Foss. But Listening to the Rangers, I don't think that re-signing Jesper Foss was really all that big of a priority for them anyway. We can debate that, whether that was good or bad that they let Jesper Foss walk. We've talked about that on this podcast quite a bit already, but the bottom line is I don't think that freeing up the cap space that Brandon Smith would have gotten the Rangers had he been traded, I don't think it was really that important to the team because I don't think there's anything that they were really looking to do this offseason that they were not able to do just because Brandon Smith is still around for one more year. So look, I do understand why there's some Ranger fans who might not want Brandon Smith still to be on this team for next season. He has definitely declined. He's kind of a square peg in a round hole in this Ranger rebuild. Uh, He has not lived up to the four-year contract that the Rangers gave him when they extended him, and... There also are more exciting options for the Rangers who could potentially be on their way to the NHL, guys like Kay Andre Miller, guys like Igor Rykov, guys like Tarmo Runinen. So yeah, there's better options on the way, but I don't think they're there quite yet. I think you let them continue to develop in the AHL and you let this progress very naturally. If it gets to the point where you feel like those young prospects have eclipsed Brandon Smith, then maybe Brandon Smith becomes, you know, either trade bait or he becomes a healthy scratch on some nights. We'll see what happens there, but to me, it's Smith's job until somebody takes it away from him. And here's another thing. If you take Brendan Smith off this team right now, then you might have Jack Johnson in a top-four role, and that would quite possibly be the case if Tony D'Angelo was to remain on the right side. Do we want that? Do we want Jack Johnson playing top-four minutes? Look, I'm willing to give Jack Johnson a chance next season. I mean, he's here. We might as well root for him. I don't think he's going to be here for longer than the one-year deal that he signed, but he doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence based on the last two seasons that he's just had in Pittsburgh. And if you get rid of Brennan Smith and it's not Jack Johnson taking a top four role, then you could be looking at someone uh, who's fairly inexperienced thrust into a top four role. And here's another thing that you got to keep in mind. Some of those defensive prospects for the Rangers, these guys that we're so excited about, They have not played hockey in a very long time, probably since last March, so we're looking at about 10 months, and that's assuming that the NHL season starts in January as they're planning, so they're going to be a little bit rusty. We're not sure how much of a training camp there's going to be. We don't know if there's even going to be any preseason games. I'm not so sure we want to throw these guys out there, these rookies, onto the ice on opening night to make their NHL debut when they haven't played hockey in 10 months or maybe even more than 10 months depending on when the NHL season starts. So again, I'm just a lot more comfortable going into the season with Brandon Smith still in the mix. Again, I realize he has not lived up to his contract and a lot of people are probably gonna be happy when his contract runs up, but I don't really see what trading him or even buying him out accomplishes, especially when we all talk about how much we want this to be a physical team, uh, a difficult team to play against. Getting rid of Brendan Smith definitely does not help in that department. So for anyone who's not the biggest Brandon Smith out fan out there, uh, I hear you. But I say just hang in there for one more season here. I still think he can be a somewhat useful player for the Rangers. I'm definitely happy that this is the last year of his contract. If he still had two more years left on his contract, then I would agree with you. I would say maybe look into the buyout option, maybe look into a situation where you could trade him, uh, maybe package him with a draft pick the way you did with Mark Stahl. But the fact that it's just one more year, I think we can get through one more year with Brandon Smith on this team. And I still think, again, that he can bring some good things to the table here, including that toughness, that willingness to fight. He got into five fights last season, and he's been in 13 13- times total fights in three and a half years as a Ranger. But let's just bring him back for this last season. Let's let him kind of be a placeholder until somebody else is ready to take the reins because it's even possible that one of these ranger young defensemen that we're so excited about one of those guys will naturally just pass him and maybe at that point you maybe even look into trading brendan smith at a deadline i wouldn't expect there to be a, a massive return for it but you could get a late round draft pick for brendan smith if that scenario comes to fruition that's great because it will mean that the rangers at that point feel really good about one of their young prospects and that they've gotten to the point where they're comfortable putting that prospect into the lineup night in and night out at the nhl level And in fairness to Brennan Smith last season, I think that he really kind of clicked with Jacob Truba. There was a little bit of a revolving door as far as who Truba was going to play with, and I think him and Smith down the stretch last season uh, really played well together. The defensive metrics are definitely in their favors. They did not allow a lot of goals down the stretch, and I thought they looked pretty good in that playoff series as well. So let's not mess with that either. Let's go into next season with those two still on the same pairing. Like I said, I know this Brendan Smith contract has not really worked out. It has not paid dividends. He has not lived up to his price tag. But for one more season with the Rangers, I think there's still enough there that we can feel pretty good about Brand Smith going into next season as one of the top six defensemen. All right, I thought we could wrap up today by taking a look at some of the Ranger prospects that are playing in various leagues. First of all, you got Nils Lundqvist. He had five points in his last three games over the past week, uh, three goals and two assists. Lundqvist was, of course, drafted by the Rangers in the first round in 2018, going number 28 overall, and he is currently playing with Lulea HF of the SHL, and just off to a great start overall, five goals and four assists in his first 16 games. Zach Jones, who the Rangers took in the third round of the 2019 NHL draft, he went number 68 overall. He's a defenseman. He is two games to do his college season at UMass this year, and he's already got a goal and an assist and eight shots on goal, which is second most on the team. So nice to see Zach Jones off to a solid start there. Vitaly Kraftsoff now he's not Producing points at the same clip that he did early in the season. But through 22 games in the KHL, which tractor he does have, the eight goals and the three assists. So he's obviously playing the best hockey that he's played since the Rangers drafted him. You've also got Tarmo Runinen. Uh, He's a defenseman, obviously. We talked about him a little bit here today. He's playing in Liga. They are five games in. Uh, Just one goal for Runinen, but he is coming off of a game that saw him get 28 minutes, 58 seconds of ice time. So very impressive there. Nearly half the game. Uh, He also has a plus three rating and has averaged 24 minutes, 56 seconds of ice time in those five games and also Eric Ciccolini. He was the Rangers' seventh round pick in the 2019 NHL draft. He went number 205 overall. He's a right winger. Uh, His college season has started, and in his first game with the University of Michigan, he scored the game-winning goal, put five shots on net, and also blocked a shot. So we will continue to keep tabs on all these Ranger prospects, all these guys who are playing overseas, all these guys who are starting their college seasons, whatever it might be. We'll continue to check in on them from time to time throughout the offseason here, as we have done throughout the offseason, and we will continue to do so moving forward. The other thing I wanted to talk about today was NHL.com's recent article that ranks the top 20 centers in the NHL, and they put Mika Zibanejad at number 10. And initially, upon seeing this, I thought, come on, man. Like He's got to be higher than that. There's no way he's only the 10th best center in the NHL. I think maybe you might be able to move him up a spot or two, but I got to be honest, when I looked at the guys that were ranked ahead of him, I couldn't find too much fault with a lot of it. I mean, there was nobody ahead of him that I thought, okay, Mika's definitely a better player than them. Uh, There's some that you could definitely make the case. And hey, it could only be a matter of time before Mika Zibanejad does indeed jump more people on this list. I get the feeling if NHL.com does a similar list next season, you're going to see Mika move up to maybe seven or eight, somewhere around there, because uh, truly one of the emerging superstars in this league. But as far as who was ranked in front of him, Number one on the list was Connor McDavid. Number two was Nathan McKinnon. Number three, Leon Draisaitl. Number four, Sidney Crosby. Number five, Austin Meadows. I would say maybe Meadows is a little bit too high on this list. Now, granted, he is coming off of a fantastic season, set a career high in goals with 47 and points with 80. But if you look at points per game, Mika Zibanejad had him beat by quite a bit. So I'm not sure that Austin Matthews should really be in the top five here. Uh, number six was Jack Eichel. They're He's pretty much on par with Mika Zibanejad, I would say. Uh, Number seven, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, He gets kind of uh, seniority here. He's kind of a more established player, more established superstar in the league than Mika Zibanejad is at this point, although you know, they're comparable. If you had a list where you put Mika Zibanejad ahead of Patrice Bergeron, I don't think he'd go crazy about it either way. Uh, number eight, Evgeny Malkin. Again, he's been doing it for a very long time, and uh, I'm cool with him being in front of Mika Zibanejad, at least for now. I don't think it's gonna be too long before Mika Zibanejad passes Evgeny Malkin. Number nine, Braden Point. I'm a huge Braden Point fan. I think he was just absolutely fantastic in the Stanley Cup playoffs this past season. But then you had Mika Zibanejad at number 10. So like I said, there's a couple people in front of him that you could make the case that maybe Mika should leapfrog. But nothing I can really go crazy about. I think of the top 10 the biggest um, nitpick that I have. I think Austin Matthews is a little bit too high. I might drop him down as far as, you know, maybe number 10 and just move everybody up a spot. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next time.